Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Better have you naked by the end of this pod, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Luke Moll's here. I'm already naked. Jim Campbell's here. Me too. Bring the Pete back. It's Pete Donaldson. I've got my claws all on. Falls a ramble. It Fall is. will always be a ramble. How are you feeling, Peter? I feel a lot better. Sorry, I, I basically I put a lot of hot sauce on some chicken, and um, <laughs> uh, for about three hours I was vomiting myself up. So and, and, an annoying three hours time and, uh, period. <laughs> yeah. So and you annoying. weren't you weren't ill. It was just a food related accident. Uh, well, I mean, technically, not. My stomach was really giving me the problems, and mm. um, what came from that was. The mouth problems. For yeah. those who didn't see it, Pete tweeted, um, sorry for my absence. Uh, there's a rule that we're not allowed open um, containers of liquid in the studio, and my body was very much an open <laughs> container of vomit. Yes. Which is fair enough. Power. So you are, you would have run, be falling foul of the regulations there, Pete, and yeah, you were right exactly. to stay away. The Meza Ozil of, of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. What's going on with that lad? Mm. He's always ill, isn't he? He needs an arm yeah. round the shoulder. He, did, went, he won't have an arse <laughs> around the shoulder no, much no. longer. Uh, but well done, Pete. You're back. You're looking fantastic. <laughs> well done. And that is a smashing <laughs> blouse you're wearing. <laughs> Luke did about five shows sounding like absolute toilet because of his throat. I had to mm. swerve on the continent because I was <laughs> in a terrible, terrible state. But don't worry. I don't like, unlike you, Pete, I don't like to make a scene. Well, mm. you're you know. responsible with your sauce. I, mm. I am. Could not be said of Pete. Yeah. I got for my birthday. I got a promotional, uh, not promotional, like a big um, hamper <laughs> of hot sauce. Who and got I you th- that? I thought I thought I could schmear, and I thought I could take it all um, <laughs> from from the from the weakest to the hottest. Yeah, and so all I, in I one went, go. I went, I went up, 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 and the space between the mid, medium hot and the hot hot. Oh, that was a big gulf. Was it? That, like was, GSE, that was like a G- wily coyote cavern. Was that like GCSEs to A level? Yeah, I was, it was insane. <laughs> and was, and that's the thing that killed me. Was this the morning of a podcast? Uh, one a.m. <laughs> yeah. That's not good, is it? Sometimes, I was, sometimes I until one. Sometimes when I do Luke and Peter with Pete, it'll be like on the show, he'll say, "Oh." Sorry, I, I ordered 50 pounds worth of Chinese food at two this morning. Yeah. And so I don't feel very well. And it's like, why are you doing that? Who are you with if it's delicious. 50 pounds worth? He's on his own, Marcus. <laughs> all right. He, he said, I just like everything, so I order to it To be all. fair, though, he, he worked late, didn't he? <laughs> Cafe no. TPT. No, 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 that's fine. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, it's not so much the time, it's the amount. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I live next to Chinatown, I just walk down it, going, has anyone got any spares? Oh, give us a fat bird. Give- yeah. <laughs> and funnily enough, at 2 a.m., they've got loads of spares. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just us- they get a prize for it. I just <laughs> want all the squid. Like nothing else but squid. You can, you can imagine squid. the shop owner's going, he's coming, he's coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Omar in the wire. <laughs> and I have got a bag. It's not a shotgun, squid. it's chopstick. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, Stoke City are relegated. And that is not a laughing matter. No, it isn't. It isn't. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear, oh, oh dear. dear. Marcus, if you're struggling anyway... Yeah. And you win one Premier League game from the 30th of December mm-hmm. to the 5th of May, inclusive. Mm-hmm. Could that be described as relegation form? <laughs> well, that's the dictionary definition. Yeah, I would um, say so. And, and, and the facts back it up. And Pete, Marcus and I all support teams who have been relegated from the top flight. Mm-hmm. We know what it's like. Jim doesn't, but he nope. can empathise. So we're not mocking you, Stoke. But we did say this was going to happen in our summer. That's true. Mm. Well, you did, actually, to be fair. I remember you got quite a bit of flack as well, didn't you, for saying that? <laughs> Always happens. Mm. Bit of Roberta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bit of Roberta. First time ever I saw your face, Paul Lambert. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was disappointing for Stoke in the actual act because obviously they went a goal ahead. Yeah, and, yep. was, and Sean Cross, whatever you think of him, and I know Arsenal fans have got a, an opinion or two about the guy, but he is Stoke through and through. I think, mm-hmm. he's been, I think he's been a part of every single Premier League season they've had. Mm. And for him to, 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 to commit that error was particularly galling. And he fronted up afterwards as well and was pretty yeah. brave about it. He'll obviously stick around, and I imagine he'll have a great season in the Championship next year because he's a, he's a, he's a good defender, mm. and certainly at that level. But They um, needed a win anyway. Absolutely. You know, and, and but they so, were a goal up, Marcus, that's my point. <laughs> they were a goal up, but his mistake was for 2-1. And to be honest, Palace were the better side, really, especially in the second half, they certainly were. Mm. And Palace are now safe themselves. And oh, Marcus, if you, if you look at the season, Palace, even if you take, if you extrapolate, sorry, just take those seven games in isolation where they didn't score a single goal at the mm. start of the season mm-hmm. and say... Give them an average points tally for that seven goals. So give them yeah. nine points or whatever. Well, they're on 50 points. They, they'd be ahead of Everton. They'd be eighth. Yeah. So that's the remarkable job Hodgson's done. Well, he has, yeah. And it was the first uh, top flight team to to lose their first games of the season and survive. It's the first time that's happened in 118 years. To lose their first seven games? Yeah. Wow. Which is just absolutely Phenomenal. incredible. Also, Hodgson's done a great job. You can't deny. Absolutely. It's also worth noting, as, as, as has been noted many times, they didn't actually score a goal in, in any of those games. As That's well. right. It was phenomenally poor. To, for him to turn it around so well, it's, it's been a huge, huge achievement. What did you think of Hodgson's comments after where he said that they Stoke expected... They, sorry, Stoke played as Palace expected they would, lobbing balls up to Peter Crouch. And then he said, he felt sorry for Stoke and then said, but of course it wasn't Palace who relegated them, it was their results in the 37 games they'd played before. And yeah. I knew what he meant, but oh, had, it, had, it, had that have been maybe yeah. Sam Allardyce, I'd have thought, <laughs> that's a dig. <laughs> it's know? funny, isn't it? It's, oh, 100%. It, it, I mean, Crystal the, Palace is a one-man team and it's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, that is a perfectly reasonable assessment of it. But he's, he's one of those people that's been around for so long that he's been both a pundit and a manager and it's almost like he's forgotten which mode to, to use there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, maybe this is a bit too analytical. Do you think it's a bit like down. if you can't say anything nice at this point, don't say anything? Yeah, it's just a little. <laughs> yeah, I little think like he basically that. was felt really sorry for them and was saying, "It's not us that's done this to you." It really isn't. Well, he's calling well, a spade yeah, a spade. Yeah. That's exactly what they were doing. They to were be like, fair. They're in a relegation scrap. Yep. They've got to get a win. Absolutely they right. They're going to yeah. lob balls up to Peter and bloody Crouch. I, yeah. I, 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 you know, that's 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 true. And I think uh, what, a lot of truth in what Hodgson said there. I mean, if you. If you if you approach a game like that where you haven't won a game for a long time, I think Lambert's only won his first game in charge. That's the last time they won a game. Mm, mm. And they are lobbing balls up to Crouch and he's 37. And that Crouch is still, yeah, we've seen him be effective off the bench and score some important goals. It tells its own story if that's your plan, eh? Absolutely. Because, and it does, but I also think that that's evidence that they've regressed. Because if you look at, um, well, obviously they've regressed because they've been relegated, but regressed in how they play. Because mm. if you look at their first 11 on paper when those players are at their best, did you say they're the worst team in the Premier League? I'd probably say they wouldn't. Oh, I wouldn't no. I mean, Button's a good goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. He's gutted to get relegated, of course. It was difficult to watch. Well, Shaqiri's provided something, Sh- of course. Shaqiri's put on some assists this season, scored some goals. I mean, he's not as consistent as you want him to be, given where he's come from. But, I mean, even players like, you know, Zuma's got talent, Shawcross and Vimo's got talent. Where was Hesse? <clears throat> Hesse's nowhere to be seen, yeah. Um, <laughs> that, sounds, that looks even more weird, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, to see them in that, that position and, and uh, teams like Huddersfield be kind of you know moving out of exactly, it a little bit. Exactly. It's so kind of strange. So, so when you when you see teams, you know, because the the Premier League is so truncated between those top teams, then <laughs> you've got the rest. It really does matter if you work your socks off and play to a plan. Mm. And I get flack all the time on Twitter for talking about Benitez and Newcastle, but they're the, they're the dictionary definition of that. Of course they are. Target the right games, work hard for each other, know what's expected of them, and you can achieve more than you'd ever achieve. And Pete, you spent half of this season um, saying that Newcastle really are a glorified championship team in terms of talent. And I don't think you're. I don't think you're um, usually far wrong from that. But, they're but they're they've the, showed how good you can be. But they're one of the few teams down down the bottom end that um, can bloody defend. That's that's the mm. difference. He's got a, he's got a well marshaled defence uh, and a pretty decent midfield when, when they're on their game so yeah it's, it's, it's organisation and, and players listening to the, what the manager has to say because Newca- Newcastle teams Newcastle players haven't seen a decent manager since I don't know, uh, Chris Hewton probably and, and, I don't know and Newcastle haven't con- I think Newcastle have conceded fewer goals than <laughs> Arsenal this season in the Premier League wow. well, I mean, what you basically said there is um, between Benitez and Hewton it's you been know exactly what I'm talking about hard you and calm <laughs> But I'm just saying that. But I'm just saying that, like having a having a manager that actually understands how football works and understands oh, completely. Not, not only how to yeah. control people's personalities or you know Pete. impress your own <laughs> shitty personality on you, uh, to actually organise and marshal well, something like a defence is so important. It's about maximising what what he has at his disposal rather than minimising the impact of, of the other side, mm. which completely. I think is a, a, a real you know Pete. key difference in what makes a good manager and an okay manager. I, I think that's right. Pete, for, for the last 12 Newcastle managers, I'm going to read them and I just want you to give me a yes or no. You're not, you're not prepared to say anything else other than yes or no. Yes or no. Okay, 12, ready? Right. And we're going to do the same with Wait. you and Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, you'll hear what we're doing, 12. First up, I'll start from the, from the, from, from the far first away. Back. Yeah, first back. Um, first up, Nigel Pearson. Nigel Pearson? Yeah, I forget he was there for a while, yeah. Yes uh, or no? I, just say yes or no. No. Kevin Keegan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Chris Hooton. Yes. Joe Kinnear. Yes, <laughs> Chris Hewton again. Yes, Alan Shearer. Yeah, you got to say no. He took him down. Am I allowed to sort of go? You uh, have to say no. I have to say no at some point. Chris Hewton, you'll get your no. You'll get your fucking no. Chris Hewton again. <laughs> yeah, how that man suffered. Alan Pardew. <laughs> I'm gonna go in no. No, John Carver. Yeah, that was fun. Steve what? McLaren. McLaren. No, 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 no. And Rafa's obviously. Uh, Rafa. yeah. I think that was an excellent exercise and well worth doing. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Anyway, sorry for Stoke. Yeah, very sorry. Um, <laughs> just one more quote from Hodgson. Um, you always need a band leader, and I've been quite happy to hold the baton. I'll enjoy the credit I get, but I'm wise and sensitive enough to know it's not one man. Oh. He's loving it. <laughs> He's going, remember England? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Look what I've just done. Remember yeah. Liverpool? I don't either. <laughs> but I remember this one. The Liverpool, <laughs> Liverpool fans presumably fuming about it? I, 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 didn't, I, I've not, I haven't typed in... Um, Liverpool Hodgson for a while and red white and cough yeah, presumably they're gutted that he's done well so. I've no idea I've no idea but obviously that, that's Hodgson's uh, level these days and, that, and that's absolutely fine keeping yeah. a side in the Premier League against all the odds certainly yeah. when he took over but Stoke it, it's sad to see them go because they've been um, a, a regular feature in the, the last 10 years in the Premier League and it's when a club goes up uh, into the Premier League and again, against the odds, stays up and establishes themselves yeah. as a Premier League side. It is a bit of a shame to see them go back down, and yeah. and it's and it's quite surprising, really. We've got, but we've got a replacement, haven't we? We Lined do. Up. More on that later. <laughs> we a perfect replacement <laughs> lined up with a great British manager as well to boot. <laughs> ah! um, let's let's stay down uh, in, in in the bottom half of the Premier League. Southampton were very close to a massive win. Yeah, good in it. <laughs> Such a knob. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, well, it was the last kick of the game, wasn't it? I think oh, the, the equaliser. Referee, the referee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I the, the biggest surprise of the weekend for me in in any league in the world was that West Brom are still sat. So it's incredible. They're not down, and they're off the bottom of the Premier League. And yeah. that uh, that Everton goal, the last gasp Davis goal, and of course their own uh, very own goal uh, by uh, by Jake Livermore in the last uh, seconds against Spurs were the two goals that kept them. I mean, if they survive. It's the greatest escape of all time. I don't think it's going to happen at all, but it's I mean, remarkable we, that West Brom are still alive. If we, if we go get through this midweek, and obviously we'll talk about those games yeah. on Thursday, Gosh, so and many it's, different, and, it, and it's yeah. still on, oh. then you've got to be loving it. You've yeah. got to be loving it. Well, it's still, it's still, it, it's, it's still very uh, unlikely. But it, it, it is, but if they can get it into their own hands with that run of form against Palace, who are already safe. Yeah, but they can't they get can. it in their own hands, though. I think that's the point. They, um, can, they can They cannot... I, it's not going to be in their own hands at any point, Jim, because they need obviously what starting to happen midweek for them. They need a draw, yeah. and then even when they win, if they win on the final day, they still need other teams to lose. They, and they need, I think, a little bit of a goal swing. As Fair well. enough. Yes, um, it's tough, isn't it? It is very. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, That's what I'm saying. We're being a bit premature. We, yeah. we, we said at the time, as I'm sure a lot of other people did, is Pardew was just. It, it clearly wasn't working. It was going nowhere, and even Pardew kept saying, "Oh, yeah, no, I'll be lucky to still be here next week." Why on earth did they not do this sooner? I know it's easy with hindsight, but clearly with Pardew, there was going to be no upturn in fortune. Even Pardew knew that. He'd given up. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, Darren Moore comes in. I mean, West Brom are unbeaten in five. Only Liverpool have had a longer unbeaten run. They've beaten Spurs. They've beaten Manchester well, they United. Might, I mean, Darren Moore might become the first manager to ever win Manager of the Month and be relegated yeah. in the same, same, <laughs> same breath. You do but just, wonder. But, but Marcus, just on the everton Southampton game, because I, I, I... Sorry, I, we should I, come... Yeah, I've been, I've been quite frivolous <clears> there, and I want to just justify... I'm obviously only teasing, but the, the, my interpretation of the event around the Everton equaliser is that, obviously, five minutes before that, Yoshida is sent off, which, mm-hmm. which causes Southampton a big problem. It's a terrible tackle. He's already on a yellow. Very and, silly. And, and I know Southampton fans have been upset about the refereeing decisions in this game, and I, I, I do have sympathy with them to an extent. Mainly but, in the extra time, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is, but, but that, that sending off was a nail. I mean, there's nothing you can do about that. <clears throat> the only contextual... Um, the only way I want to put this into context, really, is just by saying... Yes, the, the the foul in Everton's left back area was probably was questionable, and yes, it was taken from a different point of where the foul took place, and that is, is wrong. However, it was taken in the in the left back position. Mm. There's about two or three phases of play since then mm. which Southampton didn't deal with. Well, of course, and yeah. there were some decisions made that were poor. By um, was it Redmond who tried to clear it when he could have mm. just let it yeah. go out? Um, the closing the Bertram, was poor. No, yes, yeah, so it was Bertram. Bertram, yeah. yeah, sorry, Redmond scored the goal, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I understand. Um, frustration because of the situation they're in but the way Mark Hughes spoke about the officiating which I, I agree really was poor but the, the, how over the top he was about it yeah. it made it look a little bit petty because really Southampton had the chances to win that game to the point where at half time Everton fans were booing again because yeah. their team was so poor. Well, so it was there for them to take. They just didn't take it. But for once, I actually agreed with Mark Lawrence on the radio. He basically said, if you've got six minutes to um, score a goal, if Southampton have got, uh, sorry, if Everton have got six minutes to score a goal, um, Southampton have got six minutes to defend a goal. So defend yeah. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's all yeah. still a living, level playing field. You didn't have to yeah. let that goal go in. So. They, were, they were a bit unlucky with the deflection, though, Pete, as well. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was a horrific way for, for Southampton to concede. They were very unlucky and it was so deflating for them. And, and yeah. as Hugh said, it felt like a defeat. They were The manager should not be saying that. No, no. The manager shouldn't, yeah. Marcus, sorry to cut in, but the yeah, manager right. should not be saying that publicly mm. in a relegation fight. He yeah. should be saying, no, it doesn't feel like a defeat. It's a great point away from home and we're going to No, but he can't. He should be. He is emotive and 
deflated there, isn't he? And that's that's what's going on. And also, it, it makes you wonder whether that was the right appointment because you know it, it's a, it's a firefighting job, isn't it? At that point, when you get someone in that late, it is all about just getting everyone motivated. But, and he, but he has that. though to an extent. I mean, they're very unlucky He's not to win more points than, than I thought he was going. Yeah, to, because and they're not in the relegation <coughs> at the moment. They, the they beat Bournemouth, which 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 put them in this situation. I understand what you're saying, Jim. But, but bearing in mind his reputation is that he starts so bloody slowly, like he's started a lot quicker than he ever has before. I yeah, I, I just you know. If that deflection doesn't go in, Southampton have got a great win there, and it, the mm. whole thing is different. Mm. Uh, it's it's absolute margins. That's all it comes down to, you know. And and uh, you know, Bournemouth did Southampton a favour by beating Swansea. It's still in Southampton's hands. That game against the Swans on Tuesday night is enormous. <laughs> yeah, it's it's absolutely massive. It's the biggest Tuesday night game since uh, well, a Champions League match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, since Real Madrid versus Bayern Munich. <laughs> since any Champions League match. No, not really. Um, and Southampton play City on the final day. So yes. this is this is this is the interesting um, uh, sort of subtext of this game. On is it Tuesday night or Wednesday night? Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night yeah. Is is that Southampton? Yeah, if if they draw. That's a much worse result for Southampton than it is for Swansea because Southampton play Man City on the final day, yeah. and, and Swansea and, are playing Stoke. Yeah, exactly. They're already already relegated. Uh, but I know City weren't, you know, didn't put up any trees at the, at the weekend. But you, you, I mean, you have to favour City, for of that. course. Mm. Yeah, and, and so that means Southampton are going to have to go for it. Now that means they'll probably open up, and Swansea need to tap into that form they showed. Um, when Carvalho yeah, took the job the first mm. time around because they've been drifting for weeks and weeks now. Yeah, but Sal- it's, a, it's a massive game. Southampton have, have got a better goal difference. <clears throat> Excuse me. So if they do draw, then they just need to equal or better uh, Swansea's result. But as you say, easier said than done. I mean, will we see Southampton um, if they're walking off the pitch against Man City? They're relegated, and Guardiola's going to go over to to Redmond and start <laughs> shouting at him. Yeah. <laughs> I told you the f- last time. Yeah. <laughs> Not now you're down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really, yeah. <laughs> that'll annoy people. Mm. Uh, but you're right, Southampton. They're, they're the one. The onus is on them to, to despite the better goal difference. The onus is them to go and get the win. Uh, but of course, if it is a draw, then it's at Swansea as well, isn't it? It is. Mm. If if it is a draw, then West Brom. Let's bring them back into this chat for a They'll moment. They'll be like a dog with two dicks. Well, the, if it's a draw, uh, and it can, if it's any other result, then then West Brom are down, I believe. But if it's a draw. Swansea then need to lose to Stoke and Southampton need to lose to Manchester City and West Brom need to beat Crystal Palace and there'll be enough of a goal swing. I think it's about a five-goal swing in West Brom's Brom's favour. So West Brom beat Palace 2-0 on the final day. Southampton lose 3-0 to Manchester City after drawing with Swansea and Swansea lose to Stoke and West Brom are safe! Well, that that, that would be... be Delicious, wouldn't it? Permutational <laughs> narrative. There you go. Uh, indeed. I mean, that would be very similar to the the great escape that West Brom pulled off before, wasn't it? So that's they've right. got previous. Yeah, this one. I think this one would take the biscuit. That has but no I, bearing on it. That's but they've right. Got previous. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't so. see it happening. Of course. Uh, but but Man City, they can be got at as as Huddersfield nearly uh, nearly found out. I mean, obviously they've got a good point. Could have uh, a couple of chances there, but but a decent point. It, it has was, to be said. It was incredible that Huddersfield were able to keep that up because yeah, I've yeah. never seen, particularly in the first half, I've never seen a game played so consistently. Not in the in the Huddersfield half in the final third without them <laughs> so, conceding a goal. It was it was but they incredible. Had a couple to of watch. moments though. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, 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 did. They, they did have a couple of moments. But it's a great point, and 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 really, Huddersfield just need a point from their last two games: Chelsea away and Arsenal at home. So easier said than done. But um, 
you know, obviously they may not need a point, you know, if, if, if results uh, go their way. And we should also say that Brighton are now safe. They are. They're safe now. Marcus, you Last were... time we spoke about this, they weren't safe. <laughs> They're safe now. That's how it works. <laughs> All right? That's <laughs> how it works. Great job. Job well done. You've been copping a bit of flack this week, haven't you, online? I think you want to bounce back, don't you? You want to bite back at your criti- critics. Well, so <laughs> my critics then started saying, my critic... I just think it's one bloke. He's just a different Twitter account. Got a few logins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I also like think Pete. it's you, Luke. <laughs> yeah, I'm well busy. I'm too busy with the Arsenal stuff. <laughs> when, when, when you say stuff like that about a man like Marcus Bell, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, when people were saying, "Oh, you know, when Brighton beat Manchester," like they're saying, oh, "Are Brighton safe now?" I was like, "Yes." This is not my opinion. You know, I did say I didn't think Brighton would go down, and and I was right. Yeah, I was right. Um, should we do a special next month? <laughs> well spun. Called Marcus Speller has the last laugh. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just talk about all the time. And, you just, right. and I'll just do a Pulis impression. Remember when he laughed when Palace drew three all with Liverpool yeah. to stop Liverpool? That. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just uh, I'll give it a bit of that. Uh, West Ham. Yeah, they got the result they needed and are safe from relegation. Let's let's take a moment to appreciate uh, Mark Noble. <sighs> Beauty. Beauty. Mm. Absolute beauty. It, it, it <laughs> really reminded blinder. me of, it reminded me of Mangaland's goal for Roma against Liverpool a bit. Ah, you know, off the side of the post, that. across the keeper. It, it was better, yeah. It was on the vol. It was better. Mm. Uh, it was, uh, of all the people in that side that you thought, you know, if they wanted to score a great goal to uh, to ensure the safety, you'd choose Mark Noble, West Ham through and through. And they really now can go into the games against Manchester United and Big Sam's Everton without any fear. Yeah. What did um, you make of um, Aaron Cresswell's decision to just grab the ball? Yeah, yeah that was, um, I think you've got to walk for that person. Yeah. That's absolutely I mean, outrageous. Was it seen though? Because I mean, it was only on like the third camera angle that you, got you a could yellow. see quite how. You got a yellow for it. Well, and I, it would have been given a foul for him. I just wonder if it was if the referee saw like quite how profoundly it was a, a grab of the ball. So the grab is what's annoying you. The yeah. fingertips, yeah. the fingertips he, going in. It's, it's one of those things he's made and the shouting decision, Aussie rules as he yeah. did it. <laughs> he's, he's, he's done. He's done like a, a, a peak Steven Gerrard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just awarded himself a foul. But Vard, there's no way anyone's catching Vardy if he's away there. No, no. I think that's for me. I, I think I'd, I'd have to relook at the the FIFA laws of the game. Well, I think but, a red card might have been harsh. I'd ne- yeah, I need to look at it again. Give him it. Give him a red card. Because that is retrospective. You cannot, we cannot, it's a thin end of a wedge when a defender thinks that striker coming behind me is one of the quickest forwards in the league and he's probably going to score, so I'm going down and I want to pick the ball up. Which is essentially what he's done. Yeah, I mean, what's he trying to do? Invent rugby again. The only we, don't, we don't need another rugby. Yeah. The, the rugby. only time you get a red is, is like goal line handling, I reckon. <laughs> That's probably in the rules. That's what I think. There you go. Pete, why, why would you send them off, Pete? Why would you, why would you bother reading the rules of the game when you got. Donny here. Exactly. So Donny, tell me whether he should have been sent off or not. Uh, no, it's just a yellow. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> a yellow with a little smiley face, little smiley winking face. Go on, cheeky. Cheeky boy. A little cheeky boy. Uh, perhaps an emoji. Yeah. Which is yellowed predominantly anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's the future of, of, of cards. We can have hundreds of them. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, and culminating in when a striker misses an absolute sitter. The poo emoji. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, is that a concern for you, Luke? This is going to be the future that players will just be going down picking the ball up. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's the end of a wedge. And we've already got two varieties of rugby. We don't need a third. So many thin edges. It's true, but West Ham, they're up. They are. They're up. They're staying they are up. Yeah. They're Sorry, staying to the up. Super League. <laughs> Marcus, are West Ham safe? <laughs> Marcus, it, are Leicester safe? Why are you asking me? The facts are there. You know, Because you're the host of this damn thing. That's I, I can deliver the facts without opinion. But yeah, West Ham, they are going to be playing Premier League football next season, just like Brighton are. But not like Fulham. Not like, not Fulham. like Fulham. Well, who knows? No, you never know, actually. Yeah, fair enough. That's yeah. true. Will Claude Puel 
be uh, uh, cool, cool Puel. Claude Puel. <laughs> cool Puel. Puel. It should be called that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Will he be still there? Well, it's, it's looking. He's under pressure, Jim. Yeah, pressurised, isn't it? Because you said a few a few weeks ago that you know there's a bit of a Puel out kind of crowd gathering, and I, I, I searched that on on Twitter, and it's, it's it's getting louder all the time. And I mean, the, barely anyone's something wrong with your computer, there. mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you looking at it. No. To be honest. <laughs> Before you know it, it'll be covered in thermal paste. Indeed, and mm. yeah, and just yeah, weird thermal paste. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, carry on, Jim. Yeah, it's like barely anyone stayed behind, did they, for the for the lap of honor? Yeah, I thought that was, was really interesting. I think the same was true at Everton as well. But so losing at home to West Ham will do that to a fan. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. But I think um, Moyes has done a really good job there. It's got to be said, uh, or, or in terms of you know. Can, completing his remit when you look at how unfit the players were when he took over and all the problems he had to deal with I know it's you know people aren't going to be singing from the rooftops about this season for West Ham and they're going to be delighted to see the back of it but they could have gone down and he, he has stopped that from happening yeah, when you said he's done a really good job I went to jump in there but then I did think to myself actually when all's considered mm. keeping them up Mm, is yeah. that all managers have to do nowadays? Well, no, Everybody I, I, just gets a job. He's like, please don't send us down. It's like, oh, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Makes us play absolute shite football yeah. with like a ridiculous amount of money behind you. And don't get us relegated. No. Oh, but Rafa did a good job, though. But Rafa they? did a good yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean, though, Jim. I wouldn't say really good job. I think, yeah, I think I mean, he's it's probably overstating it a little bit. But, but you're right. They, they, were, the they, they were in a terrible state. state. And all the stuff that's happened at that club. Very, very difficult. And continues to happen. Conti- mm. And will continue. Will Again, continue. Like, can't, can't stress it enough. When he took over the club, the players weren't running enough. No. That's how much work he had to do. And how's Karen Brady's new TV show going on? <laughs> and some of the fans... That would be the cherry on the cut top of the cake for me. Is some Marcus the... in it or not? <laughs> some of the fans were doing more running than the players on the pitch. Indeed. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, when you put it in that context, when it, in, obviously we understand this is related to off-pitch stuff as well, but it got so bad that in the middle of a game yeah. the fans were getting on the pitch to protest in the middle of a game <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and they're still going to be in the Premier League so Moyes does deserve credit for that but it's all joking aside not going to be easy to, 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 to maintain your focus to keep pushing when really the fans are so unhappy not necessarily for what the team has done but they're so unhappy anyway that mm. your home um, games appear to be a bit of an albatross around your neck yeah mm. Well done, Moyes. And, mm. and next season, speaking of handball and the ball, NFL's going to be played in that stadium today. Is it yeah, really? I think so. Yeah. <clears throat> I th- to be honest, every, every, every stadium in London is like yeah. going to be hosting an NFL now, team. I'm telling you something now, yeah. based on what's happened with the West Ham organisation this season, that game will be scheduled at the same time <laughs> as the West Ham <laughs> It'll be scheduled at half-time. Can you do a half each? Well, yeah, they're looking yeah. at that little playbook. Yeah. So West Ham run on. <laughs> just yeah. just try not to get in each other's way. Mark Noble's got a helmet on. West Ham fans, <laughs> West Ham fans going absolutely apoplectic in the stand. And Karen Brady going, can I have your attention, please? You are getting two games for one here. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be charging an extra tenner. There you go. Double bubble. All Literal. Right. Lee. We are going to talk about Arsene Wenger after this little thing. Do we have to? Beautiful young eggs. Eggs that need a mum to take care of them. Scott McTominay there. Six <laughs> games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he didn't play. Still five. Still five. Still five. Yeah. Okay, right. Still five yeah. Well, now yeah. it's time for correspondence with PTD. It is time for correspondence with PTD. Thank you so much for chucking to me. So Pete, to you, can, you should thank Jim for stepping in for you as well while you're away. I was down with a sickness. Oh, wow. 
There we go. Back on the buttons. There so, we go. Uh, hello to Jim. Interesting, thank you. you Luke, Luke was taking the piss with the buttons. Did you hear that? I heard him, yeah, messing yeah. around. I wasn't. I was just enjoying a bit of Steve McLaren. L- little naughty boy. As you were at Newcastle for a while. <laughs> <laughs> little naughty boy. Uh, James Hill just wanted to make a comment about um, the fact that he's living in Dubai the past couple of years. He's uh, dealing with uh, Keith and Gray out on Middle East TV. Oh, Apparently... Uh, this new um, th- this new thing they're really annoyed about modern football and nonsense is to get angry about uh, the Stoke Palace match where um, Ryan Shawcross led the team out on the pitch. It was noticed by Keys that some of the mascots were children of the players. I've not noticed this end of season tradition before because it is completely irrelevant and dismissed it immediately as a harmless talk and the kids have probably been looking forward to for a couple of weeks. But not Keys. He was actually in- incensed that anyone in the Stoke team or their spawn should ever consider adjo- enjoying the occasion for what was literally five minutes. According to Keys, there is a big difference between holding your own child's hand before a match instead of the hand of a child you don't know. Uh, after the match, uh, Keys was adamant that the, the fact that some of the players walked out with their kids contributed to the defeat and therefore ultimately gave them relegation because they had the audacity to enjoy the match. Richard Keys there, a man who literally had sex with his daughter's friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> happened. It yep. happened. Martin Nash is an eye like the weekend. Jim's done and Jimmy Jim, done. Pete, Jim and Mark well, have gone. So gone it's just you and me, yeah. Yeah. Martin, I don't like the intensity. It's the Luke Pichor. Yeah. Uh, Martin Nash has uh, highlight of the weekend was uh, James Dunn and Jimmy Dunn uh, getting sent off in the same minute for opposing teams in the Swindon versus Accrington match. Nice. Yeah, I'm having that. that. that That's fun. nice. That's good, that, isn't it? Um, Richard Keys, got any comment on that? Or? <laughs> no. no. Right. This, is from, this is from Sam Baldwin. Hi, boys. I recently came across a story from the 1930 World Cup that I thought you'd uh, quite enjoy. Uh, during the semi-final between Argentina and the USA, do you know you guys know this one? Uh, the referee, John Langness, uh, worth a Google himself, he, he wore a jacket, tie, jacket, a tie, a pocket square and plus fours whilst officiating. Oh, that's Incredible. lovely. He was yeah. involved in an incident with the medical attendant of the US side. The Americans had already lost a man after 10 minutes, broken leg, no subs. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> he was, and he was infuriated by a foul being given against them. The US doctor, and I quote, raced Bellicose onto the field to berate Langness. Having had his say, he flung his box of medicines to the ground. The box burst open, various bottles smashed, including one full of chloroform. Oh, no. And its, fume, and oh its fumes rose to overpower the American. He was helped from the field. That's a proper flounce, isn't it? Oh my you bloody man! Gone all floppy. It was just a bit of fun. Is that chloroform for medical purposes? <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Thank you very much yeah, to Sam Baldwin for that email. If you want to get to the show, as always, it's short at thefootballramble.com. And apologies to Richard for that. Richard Keyes for that. <laughs> I mean, but just so you know, if you are listening, Richard, it's a bit of a dig I've had at you there, but it was just banter. It was just banter. <laughs> Ah, lovely banter. <laughs> right then, where are we? Oh yes, we're uh, we're at uh, Arsenal, um, and I send off for Big Veng. Yeah, yeah. Strange just... to see him saying goodbye. Yeah, I mean, he seemed very, very emotional himself, didn't he? What, the, you know, he didn't cry. Quite stunted, and he mm. didn't cry. But you could you could see that he, you know, he was he's very much overwhelmed by the occasion, and the mm. game itself felt like a testimonial, didn't it? It was a weird. Yeah, Burnley, the Burnley did just that, over. that bit, didn't they? Yeah. They did. We're in Europe. Fuck you. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, yeah. Is it, obviously, it's a shame that his last game won't be the Europa League final. But yeah. no, I, I was very, I was very, um, I was a bit torn by I, the whole thing. Too, I was honest. quite moved actually, because I mean, mm. it, in in the news, we, we've heard that Sir Alex Ferguson's having health problems, yeah. and we mm. wish him and his family all the best, of course. And and these two are the, are the grandfathers of, of of the Premier League, really, mm-hmm. in terms of manage, certainly in terms of management. Um, and to see Wenger say goodbye in in depending on what reports you believe, potentially a, a, a way that he didn't perhaps want, or mm. a time that he didn't perhaps want, 
in the stadium, really, that is the house that Wenger built. Um, it almost fit. I felt quite moved by it because I felt this is a man who's achieved an incredible amount, but there's a, a bittersweet taint to it. Just from my point of view, which I felt I felt was quite moving and a little bit sad. But for what he's done for the game, for what he's done for that club, again, you can't praise him enough. One, one of the greats, and he'll, he'll always be remembered for that. And of course, he'll always be welcome back at Arsenal now, whenever he wants to, to, to go well, there. And sit in the stands, as he joked as well. He'd happily yeah. sit in the North Bank. But I don't, yeah. think, I don't think anybody really with half a brain or more is, is saying anything different than what a great man, what a great servant to the club, all that stuff. But it has been like three seasons of like, Oh, it's been, just maybe that, more. That, that, his home has been just everyone shouting, yeah. get out of our club. And then it gets switched around for his final day. And I understand why they have to do yeah. that. I just, it left us some, a slight metallic um, taste in my mouth. I was just yeah. kind of, it was just a little bit like... That was that hot sauce. There, <laughs> there were some of the older gentlemen who, you know, with their bed sheets over the past couple of seasons, you know, oh, screaming yeah. until yeah. they're in the face. In, in a quiet moment, I think they might turn around themselves, maybe look themselves in the mirror and go... Say, job well done. That was... <laughs> <laughs> job done, move on. Got what we yeah. wanted. No, yeah, I mean, if you look at Twitter, Pete, a lot of those men are not doing that at no, all. No, are go. they doubling down or are they just sort of... Uh... Stepping away. Are they stepping away? Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Obviously, their methods are wrong. And the and the the fierceness of of their views are wrong, but ultimately they wanted him moved it, on. It reminded me very much, um, uh, in a weird way, from an own personal experience. Um, Bobby Robson taken to its logical conclusion. Yes, the the team had stagnated somewhat. He couldn't mm-hmm. kind of get them over a particular level. Yeah, but and they were taking the piss a bit. The players, and they, <laughs> well, they were. Jimmy was taking the piss. Yeah, 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 and like and and they weren't playing for him. And I just sort of think that sometimes the. Maybe another, you know, ten years on, on, on under, under the belt would have ended up in a, in a slightly um, well, similar place. Yeah. Well, but, but Jim, on, on the on the performance itself and, and the context of this, I'll just give you is that it really annoyed me that Portsmouth had a really good win at home on the last day of the season, and everyone, it was overshadowed. Everyone was no, no, no <laughs> Pompey was generally out. Uh, it was very nice, and everyone was very happy, and it was a great day out. And we won two 0 and it was easy. But when it came to the crunch, those three or four really important games Portsmouth had, mm. they just couldn't do it. Mm. And, it and it pisses me off when that happens as a fan of the club. With, with Arsenal, are, are you a, is there any sort of resentment there that they, when it really mattered? I know Atletico Madrid are a good team, but that they were well, able that, to mean, roll Burnley over really easily yeah. and they couldn't apply themselves well enough against Atletico. Well, I th- with all due respect to Burnley, they are a very, very different prospect from Atletico, especially away from home. But actually, I think the opposite is true, to be honest, mate, because um, you know, Aubameyang and Mkhitaryan are very, very new to the team. It actually gives me a fair bit of hope for the future that the new man coming in mm. has a lot of really good raw materials to work with. A lot of people <coughs> would seem to think that when Aubameyang came in, that meant Lacazette would leave in the summer. Mm. Oh, I was, I'm have, one of those people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, a lot of people were basically making that assumption, but they have, they have really forged a good <coughs> partnership very, very quickly. Yeah. So. You've got an interesting idea about raw materials, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, but perhaps perhaps met- the, the new manager, whoever that is, has a little bit more to work with than maybe people thought and certainly you know going the, forward I think the squad's better now than it was at the start of the season and when you look at all the you know the, the faff around losing Alexis Sanchez and how that was considered to be this huge sort of nail in yeah. Arsenal's coffin actually it's, it's been a been a burden that's been lifted the biggest priority for the new manager which I hope we can get in quickly will be this defensive thing because now I mean Koscielny might well find his best mm. years are behind him now it's, it'd be difficult for him to come back from such a serious injury mm-hmm. and they need and Mustafi's obviously had his problems this season so they need to find um uh, some, some new money. Well, it, was, <laughs> yeah. it was nice to see Mavropanos given a home debut. Yeah, for Vegas I, he, he did well in the game. Osram to play, but it was his second game, wasn't it? Yeah, the game yeah. before that, he did, very, he did very well. Yeah, yeah. Chambers yeah. actually came on against Atletico and played pretty well, didn't he? Yeah, I, 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 I was really disappointed with them uh, midweek. I thought they were 
last week. Last week, sorry. Yeah. Atletico will do that to you. Yeah. But I, I, I agree, agree with that. They looked incredibly disjointed. They looked incredibly. Hey, I, the lack of urgency and the lack of <laughs> penetration. I, I know they they had a lot of players behind the ball, but <clears> Assel just looked not disinterested, just really unfocused. And and I, I that might be the manager. That might be the players. I just. I just thought it was a really big opportunity missed against I, I, a team that could have did, could have conceded. I think you're, you're absolutely right. I think that Arsenal had such a great chance against Atletico to not take anything into the to the second well, leg. I know I, still, I spoke about that. that and I, yeah. I spoke about that sort of slightly differently, and that's all done and dusted. And don't want to go over. Um, are Arsenal safe in the Premier League market? They are, but yeah, I think with, I think they had a great chance to beat Atletico, and then I'm sure they would have beaten Marseille in the final. I know that's whatever that's worth, that opinion. I mean, mm. it's nothing essentially, but it's such a great shame, and it would have been wonderful to see Wenger finish with the European trophy yeah. and that's what happened and I think it's the way this has finished you know how do you have won an FA Cup even or something the fact yeah. is Arsenal have not challenged for the Premier League title realistically to the very latter stages for about 12 years or whatever really? it is look at this team and think is that a European champion it's just mm. it's not really a surprise that they're, they're yeah. not in the Europa League final there we are but it was nice to see Pert Mertesacker giving a little run out. Pert Mertesacker. Yeah, yeah. he was. Mm, he was Pert. He is very Pert. Um, so there <laughs> we are. And Josie. <laughs> well, uh, another one of uh, Wenger's children, yeah. <laughs> Olivier Giroud. He's not yeah. really, was he? He was, uh, well, if you know what I mean. Um, he got the winner for Chelsea. Cracking head of that. Did. Lovely head of Chelsea. Could yet finish in the top four, which would be quite remarkable. Yeah, well, they, they <laughs> if Chelsea look... win the FA Cup and finish top four, it'd be the end of a season, <laughs> end of the season, you wouldn't have thought from them. And the manager's not even probably turned up for dreading. Wow, well, yeah. yeah. just can't be bothered. James Hornkels was saying this <laughs> on the continent. He was saying maybe Conte's looking around and thinking, Actually, I might want to give myself the option of staying. <laughs> 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 His options are sort of becoming a bit limited, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, uh, but it was a good win. <laughs> Liverpool were at full strength, which showed uh, Klopp's intention. Were... I, I, I was very disappointed with Liverpool, but I can I could see the result coming a mile off. Mm. I understand why perhaps they're a bit tepid, but I don't know if Liverpool fans will agree with me. But it might, you know, depending on what happens in the final game of the season, it might start to become the time to worry about this front three because Salah was absolutely anonymous against Roma in the second leg. He's anonymous again uh, against Chelsea. I mean, he was awfully poor against Chelsea. Um, and so was Firmino actually mm. uh, Mane was the only one that really showed a bit of endeavour and you expect that from Mane but you expect it from Firmino but you're just talking about I, I appreciate two big games but you may well be right and we'll certainly see in the final of the Champions League if mm. if that's the case but it could be a, a case of you know against Roma they just thought oh, we're always in control here don't want yeah. to do too much difficult one to go into the game against Chelsea because you do have this final that's. Uh, oh, I did say that, and I think, and, and, and I caveat it by saying it depends what happens on the final day mm-hmm. because they should have enough to beat uh, Brighton at home, who are safe. Yeah. So, in my opinion, they're safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and so that will be indicative. And I understand players don't want to get injured; they don't want to miss. I mean, because with respect to Liverpool, we've got a glorious European history, and we all know that it is a big deal for Liverpool to be in the Champions League final yeah, more than Real Madrid. So Liverpool players will clearly not want to miss it so I get that but I, I, I don't know if any Liverpool fans out there are getting a little bit worried about the form of Salah and Firmino going into this game given what we've seen in the last two games mm. Which is, do you think it might just be that they're kind of taking their feet off the pedals yeah, a little might bit be, yeah. because yeah. Yeah. they're in a weird situation aren't they because they're, they're not guaranteed top four yet Chelsea look the team in the strongest form there um, I think Klopp's, Jim, I think Klopp's got to go into the game against Brighton saying to his players 
play, you're playing for a place in the, in, in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though the front three, we know we're always going to play. Yeah. And also the midfield are like the only three fit ones. So. Yeah. <laughs> but we've got no other players, but you still, I will play with eight men if you don't perform here. Yeah. Chelsea do need to go to Newcastle on the get, last right, day of the get season. Something. Get something. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. And, and they look good against Watford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, beach. Lo- Pete, lovely double save from the keeper. He certainly wasn't on the beach. Look from that penalty and the oh, follow-up. Yeah. The keeper will always do that. Now then. He won't always do that. That's he the point. That's why it's good. That. No, he'll always give 100%. Oh, okay, yeah. Don't question the integrity. He's been like 10 matches in the Premier League. Did you watch him when he was there? Like? <laughs> yeah. on, his, on his debut, Pete. Well, that's player of the <laughs> season <laughs> stuff. According to Mourinho. That's it. He was player's player. He'd All it takes. Mourinho's given him the Man United goalkeeper of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the championship. Neil Warnock's done it again yeah. for a record-breaking eighth time. He's won promotion. Bust them out. Incredible ask, record. Ask that. a Leeds fan. He is on a collision course <laughs> again with John Cross. Of course he is. <laughs> uh, John Cross presented Arsene Wenger with a lovely bottle of wine from the 2004 vintage year uh, oh. in his, his final press conference, which is a nice really, moment. Yeah. Actually. He loves Arsenal, does our John? Yeah, he so does. He will. Back to Warnock. Um, uh, I like John. I think he's all right. He's absolutely loving life. Is, is oh, Neil is, Warnock? Yeah. He believes it's the best job he's done in in his club. Career well, obviously club career. He's not manager international level. Something Yet. we can all get behind if that <laughs> opportunity presents itself. Um, and, and, and of course, the, the perceived chances of of Cardiff going up. You know, there was big odds. It was sort of thirty, thirty three well, to one. Second, second bottom or something, weren't they? Yeah, well, they, to, when he joined, to even get into the playoffs, it was something like thirty, thirty three to one. Mm. Let alone automatic promotion. And and that, and and the unlikeliness of uh, of Cardiff being promoted has not been lost on Neil Warnock. It's he, is, he is absolutely loving it. Yeah. He is a dog with a. <laughs> multitude of appendages <laughs> as, you, as you would expect mm. yeah yeah. I know we're not easy on the eye <laughs> you know when you get criticised at times in certain games but you can only work with what you've got so he's sort of mugging off his own players there yeah um, Love it. Again, get a load of me. He did say that he didn't know any Cardiff fans that don't like him. Do the voice. I don't know any Cardiff fans that don't like me. <laughs> um, uh, what is he doing? But I tell you now, you look at some of the managers in Premier League and Championship, the fans at their clubs don't like them. It's horrible. And I don't need that at my age. <laughs> well, you are going to have yeah. that. Right. He said, You'll have it around about Christmas. The, <laughs> great, the great thing for me, Mark, watching this press conference was I, I, went, to, I went to the press conference for one thing, yeah. right, which was... Is Neil Warnock going to manage the Premier League next season? Give me assurances. Yeah. <laughs> and it looks like he is. I'm delighted. When, yeah. I ca- when I came to Cardiff, the biggest compliment was I heard was that the fans said, well, I've never liked him, but I've always wanted him to manage us. There you go. They've got they want him. One person said that. And, 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 what, and, and what scenes? I mean, you guys, we don't have to cast our minds back too long for Vincent Tam being the most derided, like... Bond villain hated yeah. Yeah. owner in football mm-hmm. and now he's being carried on the shoulders of fans yeah. uh, after the final game at home where they've, they've won it um, was the trousers the and the changing of the Not shirts once, but they've, yeah they've gone into the, <laughs> they've gone into the, uh, the Premier League amazing mm. um, yeah obviously he changed the shirts back I don't know how high his waistline is now no, we'd have to get confirmation on that we're going to see a lot more of him next season Pete damn right well, we are if his, if his waistline goes really and, down yeah and, we will and, they, and they've also <laughs> and Cardiff and, and Warnock does deserve credit I know they spent a bit of money on a player in January was it Gary Medine for about six million quid mm. but Fulham uh, Villa mm. um, Wolves these teams have spent a lot of money yeah, a yeah. lot of money you know, Villa has spent a huge amount of money and Cardiff haven't done that and he's also done a bit of a um, a fix a fix up job on, on a number of players he's brought players yeah. through from teams like Rochdale uh, did Mendes Lang come from Rochdale he's oh. made them better and, and, and he deserves an immense amount of credit for that because he's a wily old fox and his teams don't look great and they don't play great football but he what, is right when he says you've got to work with what you've got definitely yeah, and just to say finally just very very briefly you know 
it doesn't mean you can't be popular if you play that type of football. Look at Burnley. Yeah. Everyone loves Burnley now. Mm-hmm. Inexplicably, mm-hmm. Burnley, like, everyone, everyone loves them. Mm-hmm. I watched something on TV the other day with a, with a journalist, and I forget which one it was, was saying Burnley are the team he likes to watch the most in the Premier League because they work so hard and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Well, Neil Warnock's teams do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, 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 you know, second only to Wolves, you finished, what, 99 points for Crowley. Yeah. Uh, beaten 3-0 by Sunderland on the final day. Yeah, incredible. That's very strange. But apart from that, <clears throat> or that aside, rather, Warnock has done a fantastic job. I mean, Warnock said his greatest strength is his his people management skills. Man management. Which sounds mad, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> well, it does. Because the way he talks. Well, of course. But, <laughs> but actually, you know, having met the man, albeit briefly, <laughs> I've really liked him. Yeah, he, was, yeah. he was such a... He, was, he seemed very... I'm sure other people have maybe differing accounts, but... It definitely takes more than... It definitely takes more than that, too. Oh, Warnock, but he said Warnock, he, he Warnock could, he's doing. Warnock could absolutely convert Marcus into a jobbing right-back. <laughs> no, no question. And in a way, he has. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with my age, but, um, but, but Warnock, he said about going into a club he will talk to all departments in the club. Mm. He will talk to the, the people doing the admin, obviously the, the chairman and all the rest of it, the players, the coaches. He will go in and he will look at everyone. He'll give people the time of day, I would imagine. He will uh, have a nice word to say about everybody. He'll get it all going. And it's, it, it is a very old school British way where the manager kind of controls everything. And, and yeah, he's the fulcrum. He's the, he's the, he's the completely the whole club. Yeah. Absolutely. And I know that's, that's kind of dying out, but the, you know, the age of the man testifies to that, you know, he's born in a, in a different era and so on, but it's, it's worked. Cardiff are back in the Premier League. That end of, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like what, it's an incredible job. But he's it, done. It, it, a new Stoke. <laughs> but it would have been oh god oh god but they nearly but it, I mean it was it was Birmingham who did them a favour I mean yeah, Fulham really yeah. stuffed it up a win would have taken well, Fulham Cardiff absolutely dominated Reading but they couldn't score and if mm. Fulham had won they'd have gone that's they? right they, yeah. would have, they would have been there and I, and I do worry for old Fulham now because of the team who finishes third oh, as we yeah. all know I would expect Fulham to beat um, is it Derby they're playing I think it's Derby yeah, and the then first, Villa yeah. um, uh, are in the other uh, I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit Middlesbrough that. I'm a bit annoyed about that because I thought uh, Newcastle have Mitrovic back for the last game of the season yeah <laughs> <laughs> if they'd have gone and bought oh. a Mackley oh. um, you were really looking forward to that yeah, Benitez, Benitez doesn't want that but more, I, match. my prediction would be Villa to beat Fulham in the playoff final that's mm. what I think will happen because mm. I think I think Fulham have been brilliant especially in the second half of the season of course but I just I just worry that, that, that they won't go up and then they'll lose uh, the likes of Mitrovic we have to hand it mm. back and Sessegnon might finally go in it, but who knows I, I, but I still have a little bit of hope um, what about uh, Bolton what a survival job that was, Jim Campbell. Mm. Yeah, you agree? Incredible. Yeah, I do. You're it was stunned a, it, into silence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they stayed up, um, of course, uh, beating Nottingham Forest 3-2 in quite dramatic fashion. Uh, Birmingham survived, as did Reading, but Barnsley and Burton both lost. So, so Bolton needed a win against Forrest and they scored two goals in the final few minutes. David Wheater. 31, uh, to use his full name, 31-year-old warhorse David Wheater. Is he about, only 31? Yeah, Dunno. mad. It is mad. Is. <laughs> well, but Wilbraham's 38. Yeah. And he go. got the winning goal. But Wheater looks older. Ahead. He does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, did, I thought they, were, they got the ages mixed up. I'm pretty sure I'm right in saying that when Wheater, because Wheater got the equaliser, right? Yes. Uh, he doesn't score very often and obviously he forgot to get the ball. So someone else had to go and get the ball because uh-huh. there's only a couple of minutes left. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Um, in a remarkable comeback, and Bolton have survived. Mm. So well done them. Yeah, fantastic drama. Well done them. Last day drama. Um, let's go down to League One. Rochdale, they had a, a remarkable survival oh, as well. Best friends, your best friend's dad, Keith, Keith Hill. Hill. Yeah, he kept them up. Uh, what a season they've had. Well, I mean, a good well, FA been, Cup run. They but... look dead and buried at Christmas. Yeah, true. When they had that Cup run, Marcus, and we, you'd look at, we'd be preparing for a show and Rochdale playing whoever they're playing in the Cup and then they eventually got knocked out by Spurs, but they had a bit of a run. You'd look at Rochdale's lead form. Every time I check, bottom. 
yeah. every time. Mm-hmm. And they've managed to get out of it. Good for them. And Joe Thompson, what a story. Great there. story. Scoring yeah. the goal that, that, that kept them up, of course. Twice has uh, Joe Thompson has recovered from cancer. His, his second diagnosis was last year and only returned to playing in December. Yeah. For wow. crying out loud. So. He, he was interviewed around the FA Cup as well, around the game of Spurs. And he's yeah. had a lovely first. So good for him as well. Yeah. No, re- really great story. They're obviously Oldham, you know, shame to see them go down uh, but someone's got to take Rochdale's place I suppose whenever you mention Oldham in that sort of context I just think Andy Ritchie Premier League yeah they were the Premier League team Oldham. they were yeah. they were indeed eh? so uh, so there we are right ladies and gentlemen we're going to go for a little break now press the button Peter alright then hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills, or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash ramble. It is. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this disgrace, the Football Ramble. (laughs) Um, The Football Ramble preview show, sponsored by Bet365, will be out on Thursday. Luke, how did our better get on? You you know. (laughs) Nicole McCann. So it's a win for Bournemouth against Swansea. So she That's raised some one. decent money for Prostate Cancer UK. Beautiful. And Nicole, if you're listening, I hope you are. You're back in the hot seat for Thursday, ahead of the final weekend of the Premier League season. Well, Nicole was determined to do well. And she, she has done. Mm, she, she has done. Great start. And for, from memory, I think she's raised £105 for Prostate mm. Cancer UK. So that's not too bad. Not too uh, shabby. Look, look out for her uh, next best bet on Thursday's show. 
Absolutely, we will now. She, will she get? A th- she will. Will she get a, a shot at the third? Uh, well, third door? I believe Ooh. she will because we'll be doing a show ahead of the cup final and stuff like that. Uh, won't okay, yeah, right. it's cup final, it's Champions League. Ooh. You know, exciting <laughs> Europa League final as well, Jim. Mm. It's still yeah. happening, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> now we turn our attention to international football. Of course, um, <laughs> we have to to say before we talk about uh, our iconic England moments. Uh, Sepp Blatter was interviewed recently and was asked if he'll be in Russia. Next this is month. lovely. This, this is lovely now. stuff. Of course, for the World Cup, mm. it's not his holiday destination. He had this to say: "I will be present at the opening match, Russia against Saudi Arabia, on June the fourteenth." If Vladimir Putin invites me, also before at FIFA Congress, then two presidents would be president, Gianni Infantino and me, because I'm still president. I was never voted out, just suspended. Get over it, Seth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, FIFA, FIFA said not going to phone ahead. FIFA said, yeah, FIFA said something wonderfully uh, withering in response, didn't they? He is allowed to go to the World Cup as a spectator, no problem. <laughs> he does not attend the games in an official capacity. No, as a spectator, no, no problem. problem. Yeah. Spectator. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can I see your ticket, please, Mr. Platter? Yeah. Just down there on the left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In between the two fat lads. It's like in the end, at the end of the thick of it when Malcolm Tucker wants to um, speak to the Prime Minister because he's been fired. That's and right. uh, and uh, Steve Fleming says, not immediately available to you at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Blatter. The VIP lounge is not immediately available to you at present. Yeah. And to- probably never will be again. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Mascot. Fingers crossed. He's going to turn up in a mascot suit. Yeah. Um, well, it is worth remembering, though, if you think you're going to be um, shot of um, set Blatter... Anytime soon, um, Zhao Havelange did live to be 100 years old. So, incredible. Mind. He lived in exile, though, at the end of his life. 100 years old, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh, stripped of his... Presumably uh... with the internet, so he, could, he could tell everyone what he was doing. Mm-hmm. That's Sepp Blatter's future. <laughs> Sepp Blatter is a, is a mere slip of a lad. How old is he? Oh, 82. I'm, I'm, He's 82. Oh, okay. He's got, He's got 80. ages. Yeah. <laughs> He's got ages to mount a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for some new Stage blood. Coup. <laughs> time for some fresh blood. With some experience. And I will spill it if need be. Yeah. Right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time to talk about our England Moments feature brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it. Live the game with LG, proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. Ahead of the World Cup, of course, we're reliving an iconic England moment chosen every Monday by you, the listener, with every chosen moment being entered into a competition to win a brand new LG TV. Boom! The winner of the TV will be announced on the final show of the series feature on Monday, 4th of June. Can I just say, I've got an LG TV at home and it is so good that I replaced my old one with it, which was also an LG TV, and I am living the brand. Yeah, and <laughs> and if these moments are good enough, you're going to give your TV to a runner-up? No, okay. not happening. <laughs> Head of the World Cup, be mad, be mad to do that. Um, I'm really excited for this, this week's moment. Well, last week we had David Platt's Extra Time winner against Belgium at World Cup 90, chosen by Joel Bradley. This week we're going with James... Parkhurst suggestion. James emailed us this. It has to be David Beckham's free kick against Greece to take England to the 2002 World Cup. The kit, the shaved head, the last minute. Germany not being able to beat Finland, having beaten them 5-1. Even Heskey scored. That's, of course, England against Germany, (laughs) not Finland against uh, Germany. Um, Give that man a knighthood. Of course, we completely balls it up at the end, but for 30 seconds standing in the East Slope Bar at Sussex University, covered in lager, I was as happy as I could have been. James, that's a fantastic summation, because mm. I was also at uni, <laughs> covered in lager when that happened. <laughs> and it is personally, although we can talk about other moments that were more important and all yeah. the rest of it, for me, this is de- debatably my favourite England moment really? as an adult. To, really? clint, wow. to, to nick a point against Greece at home. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, 
this is the turning point in the redemption story of David Beckham, isn't it? Hmm. I think I think you would argue because obviously we for all know some what people. happened for, for some people. We all for know some people. Star never fell. We were, yeah. I was I supported him through it all. Quite yeah. Um, so nineteen ninety eight, obviously he gets sent off um, in in the World Cup. It's all a and he's he's just vilified, isn't he? He Was absolutely vilified. People were burning effigies. It was can, can I also shed his head? It was. <laughs> can I just say also, Jim? I, I watched that back recently. The Simeone incident. It's a really harsh sending off, and I don't think oh, yeah, anything yeah. was made of that at the time. Mm. Uh, he, he's, he gave the referee out. an option. You can't kick out. The referee, remember that French referee who kicked out in the exact same way when he, he fell over? He just got a referee of the year. Yeah, he? referee of the year. Yeah. the other candidates. But you're right, Jim. It's an interesting story <laughs> out with, the, with this redemption thing of him because the, the free kick he scored, the, the actual moment that James has brought to our attention is, is obviously a fantastic moment. It's a great free kick and all the rest of it. But he had about four or five before mm. that that he'd not scored. But his performance in that game, if mm. you guys remember, I'm sure you do, the rest of the team were well below par. The defence looked mm. really nervous. They were awful. And, and he was all over the place, wasn't mm. he? If it wasn't for Beckham, England would have had to go through a playoff to get to that World Cup. England, of course, had lost to Germany. Kevin Keegan's last game in charge. Yeah. Uh, that was the same qualification cycle, It was, wasn't yeah. It? yeah. It was. So they'd lost 1-0 to Germany at home, and it was between England and Germany to top the group. First place went through automatically. Second place would go through a playoff. England had got themselves going again with the goals of Beckham and Owen. I think might have been a way to Slovakia that happened. Certainly a way to Greece. They won 2 0. I think Beckham scored a. Beckham might have scored a free kick in that game, actually, uh, in a 2 0 win away um, to Greece. Greece were not. Uh, the, the, you know, I know sometimes Greece uh, qualify for tournaments and they can get to the knockout phase. It wasn't one of those Greek sides. Mm. They would have their chance a couple, few years later, yeah. of course, winning Euro 2004. Um, but but England, it, it all went into England versus Germany. Of course, England beat Germany 5-1. Goal difference and head-to-head and all the rest of it. <laughs> and it just set up England needing to 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 equal or better Germany's uh, result on the last uh, game of qualification. Germany had Finland at home. Again, not one of the sides that were threatening uh, to, to finish in the top two. But they were England, good at home, Finland, weren't they? Finland, Finland yeah, England, I think England drew with Finland at home, maybe. In yeah. that. Uh, but but it's, the game was in Germany. Right. And uh, and uh, Anthony Niemi, I think it was in goal, uh, former Hearts goalkeeper now. And Southampton. Uh, and Southampton. With Fulham as well? Uh, oh, quite possibly. Um, he kept Germany out. Like, mm. it, was, it was... Germany were peppering the goal, and of course England went 1-0 down to Greece fairly early on against the well not against the runner play it was a bit of a drab game <laughs> but we scored the equaliser then they scored again straight that's right away, yeah. well Greece went 1-0 up and it was kind of like oh that's uh, okay there's still a lot of the game left and England just got nervy and let's be honest those England players they bottled it mm. and then Sheringham came on as he did he was often super sub scored nice header and it was like right back on about 20 minutes to go and then Greece bang 2-1 yeah. a minute <laughs> later I think and everyone was like oh crap we are buggering this up yeah. All the time, Germany nil nil, and we needed somebody. And Beckham pretty much single handedly went right and drove us forward. But it, from his position, you would never expect him to. Um, he, he would take games by the scruff of the neck frequently. Oh yeah, he I was mean, so good for that. frequently he would um, like run back and do a win Rooney and, 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 and size someone down because he wasn't the best tackler in the world. True. But he he would take um, games by the scruff of the neck, and this is a really good example of mm. like nobody else seems in. Well, they don't seem. They seem interested, but they just seem incredibly nervy. He's he's Hollywood all day, so he's just, he oh, and, just drives and, and, and Pete, he drives, yeah, drives, drives. The game's at Old Trafford as well, yeah. which yeah. is a big part of it. The, the atmosphere, I from memory, seemed seemed amazing. I, I I also vaguely remember some sort of scandal in the week leading up to that game around players drinking, which right. is a typical story for mm. England. Because okay. the match report, if you really read it, talks about how it was a really difficult week for Sven as England manager, mm. and all this different disciplinary stuff to deal with. I can't fully remember the detail of that. Wouldn't be the most difficult week looking no, back on No, no. 
But I mean, it's early in Sven's career because yeah, he's not yeah, taking right. England to a tour and all the rest of it. That's right, yeah. Um, and and the, the free kick itself is is an absolute beauty. And I do think at some point we're going to be, I think maybe we're a bit overdue a reassessment of Beckham's playing career. Oh, definitely. Because, because I don't think, because of all the celebrity that comes along with him, I was, I was explaining Beckham to my wife. She's American, she doesn't really know much. She likes football, she doesn't know much about it. And I think there's a perception among people who don't know that much about football that Beckham is what he is because of his celebrity status, mm. which would be completely understandable. Mm. But you've got to realise, uh, it's not said enough, his technique, his drive, his passing ability, his work rate. This is a guy who was written off by different managers at big clubs and mm. came back to be a big factor in those teams' success. Of my, <laughs> the, the, problem, the, the problem with me is, I think, I, I, I just wish he never retired, to be honest. Cause Ever. The way, Ever. They, the way that he plays and the things that he do, does, so the things that he did, um, he, I just think he can still be doing now that ball. Like the, one of my favorite crosses that um, for Real Madrid uh, into Ronaldo, that that big swinging sort of ball, yeah, right? Yeah. His trademark onto his, delivery onto yeah. it at the end of Ronaldo's tour. It was just obscene, and he did that every single time. It's almost a purity to the way Beckham played. It was, yeah. you know, the it was simple like a, things done with perfection, yeah. finesse. It was a forensic but kind Pete, of uh, that iconic ball you're talking about, which he's known for, with the way he addresses the ball and his arm comes out, and that's an iconic thing. I and you think, but you think defenders will be able to sort of like catch up, but they yeah. never seem to. But he, he was also brilliant at picking a pass along the ground from the middle of the pitch mm. into a striker. If you, mm. if you watch it, if you go and watch a game back, one of his best performances, or whatever, mm. find one on, on the internet. His his um, ability to pick out a pass, not just that textbook cross or that free kick delivery, which England could bloody do with now, by the way. Um, his his passing ability generally was was spot on, and that moment by is it James Parkhurst? James, fantastic for bringing that to the fore because that is an absolutely beautiful moment. I remember I was at my friend's house at uni, um, and um, the scenes when it went in, <laughs> but it was incredible. But it was nice. I think I'm pretty sure that, that Germany and Finland had finished. It had it, about, about a minute before the free kick. Yeah. It had been announced that Brilliant. that game had finished. Yeah, so we knew that. Uh, we just needed the goal. Basically. Exactly. But by the way, with David Beckham in '99, finished second in FIFA World Player of the Year behind Rivaldo, and in 2001, finished second again behind Luis Figo. Not bad, is it? You know, so as, when you're talking about Beckham's playing career and and, and how good he was, <laughs> oh, yeah, I think it's not he finished... like he was underrated within football. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, but oh, what a, what a moment to yeah. uh, to look back on there. Thank you very much, James. Great stuff. And what better way to experience more England moments this summer if you aren't travelling to Russia, of course, than with an LG OLED TV and soundbar? To win one, just email into competition at thefootballramble.com and let us know your favourite England moment for that chance to win, and we'll select another one on Monday. Here's a tip for you. Don't submit one we've already talked about. That's not going to get chosen. <laughs> and, and just to reiterate, the competition winner will be selected from the shortlist we've been broadcasting, uh, the, the shortlist that we'll have uh, on, 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 uh, at the start of June. So, yeah, check that out. Yeah, absolutely. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. That's our latest England moment brought to you by LG OLED TV. See it, hear it, feel it. Live the game with LG. Proud sponsors of the FA and the England men's teams. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Round. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll be back on Thursday, of course, for the preview show. Say goodbye, Luke Moore. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Petey. Bye. Bye from me. Bye.